0: Hey folks, welcome back to the Culture Jack podcast. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about WandaVision, episode number eight. Now, this uh, episode is titled Previously On. My name is Dustin, and I will be your recap and dissection expert today. I'll be your host for tonight's show. But before we get into the show, This is a warning that there will be spoilers and spoilers for episode number eight of WandaVision. So the episode begins in Salem, 1963. So it's going to bring us way back and it looks like this is a Salem witch trial, basically. And so these witches are hauling what we find out to be Agatha to, well, we don't know that they're witches, We find out that in a moment. There are spoilers. I did say that, right? Right at the top of the episode. Um, So we find out it's Agatha being hauled to the stake. And then they say, are you a witch? And she says, yes, I am. And I'm very surprised because she shouldn't admit that. She'll be drowned or burned or, or whatever they did to witches. But no, it's actually a coven. Of witches and we find out that she betrayed the coven or so the claim goes they said you stole knowledge above your age and station and you practiced the darkest of magic so what does that mean what does that mean the darkest of magic she says I did not break your rules they simply bent to my power so this gives us the assumption that Agatha is a very, very powerful uh, witch. Um, they say, no dice. Sorry about that. Uh, you you betrayed us. We're going to fry you with our witch magic. And so they, they start frying her. This circle of witches, five or six witches in a kind of a, a circle around her, begin shooting these blue beams of magic at her. And Agatha... She gets like a little red tinge of power in what looks like her neck and then expands into her her stomach. This purple just pulsating light then absorbs these blue lights and refracts the energy back toward these witches and sucks them down to the bone. Like she becomes very, very powerful and you can just see their vitality. Being erased from their faces as Agatha takes them out, and she says, "Please, no! I, I can be good." And then, uh, Mother, help me, because apparently the main witch is her mother, and she says, "No, no, you can't." And so she starts blasting Agatha, and then they have this, you know, uh, five-episode Dragon Ball Z standoff where the purple power is against the blue, and then eventually the purple power overwhelms Agatha's mother. And she too has the vitality sucked right from her, right from her vitality, right from her bones, her vitality sucked from her vitality. That's a new one. Um, and so she ices her mother and takes the brooch. And then we go back to Agatha and Wanda in the dungeon. Agatha whispers something to the rabbit and Wanda can't use her, her powers in the dungeon. And she goes, where are my children? And Agatha says, that, that, accent really comes and goes, doesn't it? And, uh, so Wanda tries to use her, her magic against Agatha and she can't because, uh, Agatha has set up these runes inside this dungeon. And she's like, oh, you don't, you don't even know the fundamentals of being a witch. You don't know the basics. These are runes. No one besides the witch that, that establishes the runes can, uh, can, can use their magic in this area. And, uh, Agatha talks about how she was so patient, so patient to figure out the trick that Wanda pulled to do this to Westview. And, and she said, I was very patient. I got really close with fake Pietro or Fietro as she calls him, but he was just my eyes and ears. He was a, a crystalline possession. She said, necromancy was a non-starter because, you know, the real Pietro was, you know, different countries away and filled with bullet holes. Um, then Agatha, she sensed Westview. So she mentions that she actually came to Westview because she sensed the power dynamic or the power change in Westview. Um, she talks about, you know, what Wanda can do. And she talks about, you know, is it is it manipulation? And she makes a little Kakeda fly over onto Wanda's face. And she goes, no, no. Or is it transmutation? And she brings the Kakeda back and transforms it into a bird. Um, She says, no, you know, there's nothing like I've seen on this level, on the level of really manipulating this whole town to your whims. Um, She says, basically, you have magic on autopilot. Like you are controlling things that are miles outside of your reach. How did you do it? How did you do it? She wants to know. Uh, she, she says that, what was it that you told your fake brother? All you felt was the feeling of being alone, empty, complete and utter nothingness. And then she grabs some of her hair after she swings her around for a little bit. And, uh, she uses it to make a door, a door into Wanda's memories. And so that, I think, is a big, big reason why the, the episode is um, titled uh, previously on. And uh, so any, <laughs> anywho, she wants to know the trick. She wants to go into her memories to figure, to figure it out. And so they go into the memories. And first off, it is uh, Wanda's family. And Wanda as a child, and they're getting together back in Sokovia. Her and Pietro and Mom and Dad, and they're going to watch some um, some old sitcoms. It's apparently sitcom nice n- night at the Maximoff house, and that's and that's how they study English as well. The, the Pietro even chides his father after he was flirting with his uh, his wife in Sokovian. Is, no, no, only English tonight, Daddy. This is English night. We're not allowed to speak Sokovia. And he goes, I know, it's just the last little bit. And uh, So that was, it was kind of nice. And they start watching one of Wanda's favorites, the uh, Dick Van Dyke show. And they're all enjoying that. And Mom looks out the window and she sees that Sokovia is actually a very war-torn and terrible place. Um, but they get to watch in the show and then the bombs go off. And one of them comes through the house kills mom and dad pietro and wanda they hide under a bed and they're just they're waiting another bomb you know hits and it, and it's that story that pietro told to ultron in the age of ultron movie where they had the bomb the stark missile that landed in their house but did not go off and they just waited they waited for two days for the bomb to go off and Wanda reaches out, and she's like, in in the show, it was all just a dream in the end. And she reaches out toward the bomb, and it doesn't go off. And Agatha goes, oh, oh, that was just a, uh, you probably used a little probability hex to keep it from going off. Did you stop that bomb? Did you use a probability hex? And... So she's like, okay, so we've got a little fledgling witch here that doesn't really know how to use her powers. And so then she goes deeper into Wanda's memories, her and, and Wanda. This is kind of like a um, Ghosts of Christmas Past sort of thing where um, the the ghost, different ghosts get a, get a hold of the, what was his name, uh, Ebenezer Scrooge and take him through the different parts of his life. This is kind of like that with Wanda, but it's like a therapy session. And, um, so she takes her next, uh, to her time when she was volunteering with Hydra and their scientists that are experiment experimenting with the mind stone. Well, they don't know it's the mind stone at this point. It's in the scepter. And these two doctors, they've got Wanda coming in and they're behind a pane of glass and they're like, Hey, okay. State your name, state your, your registry position. And she's like, Wanda Maximoff uh, volunteer. And they say okay, and then they start talking shop, and they go, "Hey, no other patients, no other subjects have survived any of this testing." And then the other guy's like, "Oh shoot, you're on the mic, dude. You take your hand off the intercom." And they realize that. um So anyway, one is looking at this scepter, and the blue stone pops off of the scepter, and it comes out in the middle of the room, and she's staring at it, and then it explodes into the. Um, into the yellow mind stone and she sees visions and her eyes are lighting up not vision, but she sees a vision of herself assume assumedly from the future, but it could also be an alternate version of herself. Seeing as how Wanda Maximoff is a Nexus being, but she sees this vision of the Scarlet witch in true form from the comic books pulled right, right from the pages. Uh, And then the doctors or the scientists they see her collapse, and they run out to help her. But all they see on the security camera footage of the event is Wanda standing there, the film cuts out, and then she's lying down on the ground. So she has uh, an event, and then it's back back to her cell, I guess, or her room within the, within the laboratory. And it's back to Agatha and her talking. And Agatha's like, okay, so what I see is you get close to an infinity stone and then that amplified a power that would have just died on the vine. She says, of course, implying that Wanda had a very small power, but because she was exposed to the infinity stone, it unlocked it or it amplified it and made it better. So this is, could this be the X gene that they're talking about? Because Wanda Maximoff, is not a mutant in the comics. She is though. She is the son the, not the son, the daughter of Magneto. She is a Nexus being. She is a magical being. Um, So Wanda. And then uh, after, after that event, they go on through another door and they go to the Avengers compound where Wanda has a room and Agatha even, you know, she says, moving on up. Um, but they, they go in and Wanda's watching a sitcom. I believe it's like a Malcolm in the Middle or something along those lines. And Vision uh, comes in and she she asks him to sit next to her. After he, he says, I, I thought I could help you with your grief. And she's like, why would I want to talk about that? I'm very, very sad. But they do talk about her grief and Vision tries to comfort her. And he, he says, you know, it, it can't all be sorrow, can it? He said, I've I've always been alone, and so I don't know what it is to have the lack. I've never had a loved one to lose. And he said, what is grief if it's not love persevering? And the internet has completely gone wild for this line. They love it. They say, oh my gosh, what Shakespearean poetry that uh, Vision has rambled. And this isn't the first clever witticism that vision has had. He has had others as well that have all been very Shakespearean and poetic. I think back to the conversation that he had with Ultron at the end of age of Ultron, where he talks about the nature of humanity. So really a well-written character and a well-acted performance by Paul Bettany but also by Elizabeth Olsen and Katherine Hahn, like everyone in this series. And that's what you'll see on the internet as well, that people are just fawning over the performances of these actors and actresses. So uh, Agatha, and you know, back talking to Wanda again, she says, okay, to recap, your parents are dead. Your brother is dead. Vision is dead. Without anyone to pull you back from that darkness. She says, you know what you gotta do is, And then they head over, they get another little door, you know, it's the, the ghost of Christmas present at this point, uh, they head over to the the door that leads to sword headquarters and Wanda storms in again, one of her memories where she storms into sword HQ and she goes, uh, "I, I demand to see vision. Where is he? Show me vision. And Hayward says, okay, we'll let her in. And she's like, I don't need to be buzzed in. And she blasts the door open with her magic. And she's going down the hall to where the guy told her. And takes her right to Hayward's office. Uh, What she wants from Hayward is she wants to see vision. So he shows her vision. And he opens up the door to his office, which is like in this observatory above the area that we saw on a previous episode with the security cam footage of vision just being completely torn apart. And... They're sawing and they're grinding and they're tearing and they're ripping and they're pulling out his pieces. And she says, I want to bury him. And he's like, well, you can't do that. And she says, I'm I am his I am his family. Uh, I'm uh, what does she say? She says, I'm I'm the inherent of his will or something along those lines. And she says, I need to bury him. And he's like, look, this is three billion dollars worth of vibranium here. You don't own him. We have a legal and ethical right to disassemble him because he is a sentient weapon. And she wants to give him a burial. And so this just pisses her right off. And she breaks through the glass, just like we saw in the security footage from that previous episode. And Vision is in pieces. You know, they're pulling him apart. Um, Hayward even mentioned to her before she broke through the glass, he said, you know, not everyone has the power to bring their soulmate back to life. What? Excuse me, Hayward. How do you know about that? I digress, though. And she goes down to Vision, and she puts her hand on, her, on his forehead, and then there's soldiers with guns, and they're pointed at her, and Hayward's like, stand down, stand down. And she's got her hand over his forehead, using her magic, and she's like, I can't, I can't feel you. It's a very sad moment. It's a very touching moment, but she leaves. And so this is different to what we were, uh, what we were fed earlier that she had stolen his body. And so that was a little bit of a mistruth, a little bit of a, a deception from Hayward. What is Hayward really after? Leaves us a lot more questions. So she goes back out to her car and she drives to Westview and it's, she drives to a plot in in a subdiv- subdivision where her and Vision were planning to start a life. Um, we see Herb, we see, uh, a couple other characters that we've already seen in the town, just living their, their normal everyday life. And she goes to this plot of land where a house looks like it was beginning to be built. And she opens up the title and it's got a little, little heart with, uh, A little note from vision in it that says, you know, this is where we're going to grow old together or something along those lines. And then she goes into the house and she's holding this note and she just breaks down just an explosion of magic. Just just radiates from her and it goes, it spreads through the house and it constructs the house around her. And it puts up the walls and the furniture and everything else. And then it blasts out further to encompass the town. And cars are changing into those old timey cars. Things are turning into black and white. Old old new stores are turning into old stores. But she's not done yet. She keeps the power, keeps coming from her. And then eventually it starts coming out of her in the house and begins turning yellow. And she begins the formation of her lost lover, Vision, as he turns from nothing into something, into vision, and brings him into reality. And then there they are, in black and white, and that's how this whole thing started. Which gives the witch, Agatha, exactly what she had wanted from the beginning. And she, uh, it, it, it pans back, and it's Wanda, and she's now in a studio. You see the studio lights. You see where the audience would sit, but it's just Agatha, and she's just given a round of applause. Just clap, 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 happy, To have found out how Wanda did it. How Wanda turned this whole thing into, uh, you know, what it is. Westview, what what it is. And then Agatha disappears. And Wanda hears Billy and Tommy outside. And so she runs outside ready to brawl. And she sees Agatha floating up in the sky, all decked out as a witch, holding Billy and Tommy via, like, purple magic lassos. And then Agatha gives the speech, and she's like, you know, she figured it out right now. She said earlier, she said, I have a theory, but I need more information. Back when it was like the Hydra thing, I think. And she says, I know what you are. You have no idea. You have no idea how dangerous you are. You're supposed to be a myth, a creature capable of spontaneous creation. And yet here you are making breakfast for dinner. This is chaos magic, Wanda, and that makes you... The Scarlet Witch. And then that's the first time we get the Scarlet Witch. Uh, we're also excited. But then there's an end credit scene as well. And it's back outside the hex. And Hayward's team is like, sir, we're ready for launch. And they go inside the tent and they said, hey, look, all we needed was a little magic. Or not a little magic. A little of the energy from, from what created it in the first place. And it shows that drone that Wanda had dra- dragged out, dragged out, drug out. Of the hex that they'd sent in still kind of vibrating with the red pulsating hex magic that she has and then it pans over and they use that that energy to power up a reconstructed vision so they had reconstructed visions body and he's completely white vision and now he is powered up and it shows him like kind of looking at his hand and figuring out what he is and then that's the true end of episode eight. So, uh, that's it for the recap. Uh, it was, it was a good episode. It answered a lot of questions. I was talking with Anthony earlier, and unfortunately this one was not as fun to kind of theorize about because it didn't leave us with as much mystery as it kind of solved some of the mystery, uh, for it. So I, I have some notes, things that I want to talk about here. Um, we finally got the name Scarlet Witch in the MCU. And they made a point of telling us that she had never been referred to as the Scarlet Witch in an earlier episode where Hayward was like, she has no alias, she has no super cool nickname, no superhero name, none of that. And they're like, no, it's just Wanda Maximoff. And this is also the introduction of magic into the MCU. And it doesn't feel like, they are, uh, like they're shying away from this, from the magic aspect of it. And so that's pretty cool uh, as well. There is, with Agatha, I, uh, well, back to the magic, excuse me. So with Agatha, <laughs> I just did it again. <laughs> Ridiculous. I got distracted. I was sending a, a text message in the middle of this recording and it really threw me off. Uh, magic is... In the MCU has never really been a thing like even in Doctor Strange when they talked about magic or even in Thor when they talked about magic they just alluded to it being well it's science that you know you just don't understand yet so it seems like magic to you Uh, in in here it really feels like they're going to lean in to the more magical aspects of the MCU, which I'm very excited about, and I hope they continue. Now on to Agatha and her purple power set. So a lot of the the beings in the MCU, there is a clear indication of their power sets and their capabilities based on the coloration of their magic or of their energy. And so Wanda, being the Scarlet Witch, obviously has a red energy. All of the sorcerers under the Sorcerer Supreme label under the Doctor Strange tent have that orange energy. Now, Agatha has a purple energy. And if we look at what we've gotten already in the MCU with the color purple, then I, I think there is or could be a Dormammu connection. Remember Dormammu and Cassilius from Doctor Strange. He had that purple energy in his eyes and Dormammu was that vibrating purple just mass of thing. So the witches at the beginning said that Agatha dabbled with the darkest magic. Does that mean that Agatha too has packed with Dormammu? And this whole Mephisto, this whole nightmare thing has gotten us thrown off the trail completely and we should be looking at another celestial ancient godlike being one that could have entertained a doctor strange before since we know that doctor strange is going to follow up right after wandavision and they're going to be part of the same thing in the multiverse of madness i don't know another question how did hayward know that wanda had the ability to bring vision back to life Hayward is hecka sus, as the kids say. I don't know if he's Ultron. I don't know if he's being manipulated by a Mephisto-type character. I don't know what the deal is with Hayward, but I know something is up with him, and we're going to have to keep an eye on him as we move forward. Also, with Hayward, he was tracking the Vibranium Decay in an earlier episode. That's how he was tracking Vision. But now that we know that Vision is a, a complete creation of Wanda, Does that mean that Wanda either replicated the vibranium signal that he was putting off or did she, in fact, completely create vibranium in creating Vision's new body? Things to think about, things to wander about. White Vision. Uh, A lot of people online are saying that he is the key to actually bringing Vision back to life. Because if Wanda created Vision's soul, which no longer is there in White Vision because he's just a soulless automaton, when White Vision and regular Vision fight, which you know they will in episode nine, is this Wanda's opportunity to give physicality, to give a physical, tangible body back to Vision, in the way of this White Vision character. And also, maybe it's not, maybe it is a key to instead of bringing Vision truly back to life, bringing Ultron back into the picture. Because if you remember, Vision's original body, his synthesoid, his vibranium, his robotic body was meant to be Ultron's. Ultron designed it and made it so he could have a more true and indestructible body. Now, Ultron has always been one of the easiest characters that the MCU could bring back. Very simply, hire James Spader again, obviously, which a quick Google search of WandaVision will note that James Spader is involved in some way. What is going on with that? I don't know. That's probably just nonsense. But he could hide out in a USB. He could be on the internet at some point, or he could have hidden his information Somewhere in visions body and if you think back to age of Ultron when they were trying to get visions body from Ultron Ultron was hooked up to vision for a minute He was hooked up to to vision and he was uploading his consciousness into vision. Was there a remnant of Ultron that was being overpowered by Jarvis because he was not completely uploaded but still present in vision and then vision was destroyed or the mind stone was destroyed. Is that, is that remnant of Ultron now able to control a vision body? Maybe. Should we give up on Mephisto and nightmare? Should we give up on there being an extra big bad on top of Agatha or is Agatha the big bad? Should we give up on Agatha being a sympathetic character? Because until this episode, I still really felt like she was trying to help Wanda, and even if you if you look at it under the, that light for this episode, for episode eight, you could see how all of this could be construed as tough love, because she hasn't hurt Wanda yet, she hasn't hurt the boys yet. Is she trying to break Wanda free from her grief, in order to make her realize the potential? the chaos magic wielding scarlet witch that she is come to fruition and come to life and on that point are tommy and billy even real like they were made in the hex they obviously have emotions are they are they real or are they as real as the vision that is in the hex as well like if all three of them leave the hex do they still exist Or is Wanda's magic the only thing that's keeping them together? And is Wanda's magic, the more time it's allowed to be exposed onto Billy, Tommy, and Vision, the more real perhaps they are becoming? I don't know. Where is the engineer? Or was it really just Major Goodner who was our, our engineer? And we don't get Hank McCoy. And we don't get Reed Richards. Is this just some standard Marvel fare that we are getting too hyped up and too excited about? Paul Bettany has talked about that major Luke Skywalker level cameo. And he said that the cameo that they are talking about has not been leaked yet. And it is an actor that he has longed to work with for a long, long time. Now, People are saying that it's not Dr. Strange who should be appearing, hopefully, this next episode, if not in a secret bonus episode that we don't know about but could be, might not be, but probably isn't, but might be. Uh, People are saying that it could be Dr. Strange, but he's worked with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch before. And there was someone online that said, you know, after seeing this episode number eight with white vision, and white vision and vision are going to he- head off. They're going to. They're going to fight. Was Paul Bettany just being a cheeky man when he said, "Someone I've longed to work with for a long time"? In that, he's going to have scenes with himself where there's just fireworks. He said. I'm starting to think more and more that that's the case. That it's just Paul Bettany messing with our emotions because he's going to work with himself. No uh, Monica, no Pietro in this episode, which could mean that Pietro, though he was being controlled by Agatha, maybe she's got her attentions elsewhere and he's actually helping Monica out. I don't know. I don't know how this is all going to culminate in one more episode. There's been rumors of an extra secret special episode the week after next. But I don't know if that's going to take place. I don't know. I mean, that'd be cool if it did. I'd be all for it. I'd be down. I'd be excited. So, are there implications beyond WandaVision? I mean, of course there are. Because this is all going to lead into the Multiverse of Madness. But, if Wanda is able to use her powers... Amplified by the Mind Stone, and is able to create Westview, is able to create Vision, will she be able to reform the Mind Stone? I mean, I know that the the Infinity Stones were used as a MacGuffin in the Infinity Arc, and maybe they're gone forever, but what if they're used by another villain, or attempted to be used by another villain? What if Thanos was wrong when he said... I use the stones to destroy the stones. What if the stones cannot be destroyed, but only momentarily displaced? What if by some route, Jane Foster has the reality stone, a remnant of it left in her that comes back to fruition? Captain Marvel, who still holds the power of the, uh, what was it? The space stone, I believe the Tesseract. And then Wanda with the mind stone, who's been touched by the mind stone. Is there a way that she reforms the Mind Stone in the MCU? And then we have the Infinity Stones back in this timeline, not in one that Captain America went and replaced them where they were taken from. Potentially. Potentially. I think that's it for all of my theories, my conjecture, my my ideas regarding WandaVision as of now. I'm very excited to see how it all ends. Let us know what you thought about this episode of WandaVision and what you think will happen on the next one where is all of this leading is there a, is there a big bad beyond Agatha is Agatha a sympathetic character who will one day take the place uh, her rightful place as the babysitter of the Fantastic Four children i don't know i don't know but i'm so eager to find out <sighs> Listen, you can get a hold of us with your theories, Facebook and Twitter at Culture Jacked, or you can send us an email at culture.collective.x2 at gmail.com. Don't forget to tune into to our other shows. We've got Monday Madness, we've got the Culture Jack News Desk, the Friday show, and then we've got another news show on Sunday the weekend wire. So stay tuned for all of those shows. Leave us a review. If you'd be so kind, it helps with the algorithm. It helps expose more ears to our voices. And that's one thing that we must, we must do in order to uh, increase the prosperity of this world. I don't know what I'm saying, but other than that, my friends, I will see you on the next episode.